This is Beyond Your Limits with Rob Dubois. The podcast that helps you destroy self-limiting beliefs, unchain your potential, and create the meaningful life you were made for. And now here's your host, Navy SEAL founder of Impact Actual and the Impact Unchained course, Rob Dubois. For about 50 years, the first 50 years of this life I've been blessed to have, I slept very, very little. In all of my adult adolescent years, I slept between three and five hours a night, generally, on average. I needed more, but I didn't believe I could take the time. My mind's very active, like many listeners probably, and I was always interested in doing one more thing before bed. For example, right now I blame Jason Bateman for disrupting my sleep cycles because he makes me watch Ozark. And I don't go to bed on time. Unfortunately, I'm actually approaching the final episode, so that's going to come to an end. But the point is that sleep is essential to health, that physical fitness is a lot more than just looking good and a lot more than just doing exercises, the push-ups and calisthenics that SEALs are famous for. And the whole body, we talk about this in Impact Actual, the SEAT, the SEAT of power. The SEAT of your physical power is an acronym, S-E-A-T, sleep, eat, and train. In that order for a reason. Sleep is the easiest thing you can do for your well-being, your fitness. And that's the thing I neglected so badly for most of my life until I recently got smart. In fact, we'll have, God willing, have a Navy SEAL doctor on in months to come, Kirk Parsley, a buddy of mine, who is a sleep expert. He's actually a recognized national expert on sleep and hygiene for sleep. And that's one of the things that's so odd, you know, that a SEAL would think about that. But we are also at the forefront of PTSD therapies and plant-based therapies and so forth. So this is a new era and let the presuppositions go away. Uh, of course, we'll all want to be strong and tough for the long term. And here we're talking about how to do that. It goes way beyond sleep as well. You can't out-train a shitty diet. If you do McDonald's three meals a day and then go to the gym for an hour a day, you're literally offsetting. I can't tell you the exact offset of value for that, but the PT is being based on a garbage tissues. Your body is being fueled. Your cells are being restored with chemicals and plastics and other garbage. So this is why sleep, eat, and train is our mantra for the physical wellness. Now, of course, everybody that's listening knows about our body, mind, heart, and soul, and done. There's five powers. We're going way beyond the body and our wellness and as a human being, but the seat of power, the thing on which your mental function is based, the thing on which your emotional resilience, your emotional stability is based, everything comes out of the physical form we carry around. I am exceedingly pleased to be able to welcome today our guest who is an expert on all things physical wellness, actual physical fitness competition guy, champion. Let's throw that in there. I want to use the word winner, not just a competitor, <laughs> not just the guy that actually was also on the stage <laughs> and a, a doctor of chiropractic and an expert on nutrition and expert on sleep and just how to take care of your body. Really glad to finally get you on. John Owens, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate you having me on. That's one of those things that it, you're right. It is all encompassing. It's not just one thing, not one factor that's going to get you, you know, feeling better and get you healthy. And now I'll tell patients all the time, especially nowadays with work from home, how much people are sitting more often and everything they're doing, even people that are hardcore in the gym, they can go to the gym for an hour a day and work super hard. But if you're sitting the rest of the day, you completely negate all benefits that you had or that you had made while you're in the gym. And then if you have a poor diet and poor nutrition on top of that, 
it's just you're headed in the other direction no matter how much work you put in. You know, the the offsetting, like I mentioned, and you're talking about the fact that you're you're stacking all this stuff on a great workout, but there's no actual benefit from it. It's a delusion. It's kind of like a placebo of fitness, if you will. Now, the person might get toned muscles and they might take in the, the supplements that make the muscles bigger. You've seen, I mean, the most extreme thing I can think of for big muscles is that uh, injectable. Mm-hmm. It's horrifying. Some of the images you see from guys overseas who make big biceps with injections. I'm not sure what that substance is, but it's not all about appearance, it's about being good, not looking good. Yeah. And in the process of being good, you look good. Exactly. I mean, you're the poster child for that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, um, many, many listeners, women and men are going to be sad they can't see this on video, <laughs> but we'll make sure we get some good shots of you in our promotion for this stuff. But to, to, let me fill in the blanks here. everybody. John and I met at an event in uh, Kansas City. Uh, called the Focus Seminar, and uh, we're both seminar participants, and it's an amazing, uh, amazing experience, and I can't endorse it strongly enough. Focus 1, 2, and 3 with pa- uh, Wayne and Pam McCamey. Check it out. Look it up and get yourself, get your ass to Kansas City or any of the other cities where they do it around the country and experience some transformative stuff for yourself. But John is a guy who is just absolutely uh, like a model, a poster child guy, a fitness expert, fitness competitor, like I said. Um, he's kind of the opposite of me in every way, except he's a male and a white guy. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's enough bragging about you. But, you know, I, what I really appreciate, you know, it's like I said, it's not about looks. It's not about image. It's about being good, living well. As you and I, you know, we went through some heavy stuff with focus. And I'm, we're not yeah. going to go into any details on that stuff. But I will let the audience know that it does go deep. And there's so much more to being a healthy human being than appearance. But the funny thing is when you do work on the infrastructure, when you do work on the inside stuff, the mental stuff, the emotional stuff, the physical wellness, not just looking good, it does radiate. It does make a person look good too. It does. And it's, that's the thing is when you, if you're doing all the right things, if you're eating well, if you are sleeping well, taking care of your body, taking care of your mental health. And that's, that's what focus was. It was, it was one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing I've ever actually put myself through. And I've, I mean, I play college football. I've, I mean, the competitions for the fitness stuff, I mean, that's an extreme mental challenge. But when you have to get down to the root of a lot of things when it comes to mental health and dealing with all that and, you know, actually, I mean, in front of initially strangers, but by the end of it, I mean, it's family going through all of that, being able to really just embrace it and confront it and then be able to move forward with it and know how to cope and take care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, I mean, it's when you do, when you take care of all the pillars, everything just comes together and it, 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 you will be healthy. You'll be better across the board, more longevity. You will age well, your body will feel better. You'll be able to, I mean, your immune system is going to function significantly better. And we've seen, I mean, over the last couple of years, how important it is just to have a healthy immune system initially and not just try to throw a bunch of stuff at it when you finally do feel sick. I mean, that's extremely important, obviously, to be able to have that initially and not just react to everything. So be proactive, take care of yourself on all fronts that way you're not lagging anywhere in particular and then that comes back to bite you later on because everything affects everything uh body my heart's full and done 
I, I use the example probably 10,000 times. People will get sick of hearing it, but I'll keep saying it. If I perform poorly on a math test in high school, uh, that's my mental function. I, 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 whatever caused it, I might not have slept well. I might not have been well hydrated that day. I might have been a little under the weather because my immune system was de de was um, depleted and I got a little sick and now I can't do well on the mental part because of the body. As soon as I realized I just got a 67 on a test I was hoping to get a 97 on, I suddenly feel like hell. And when I feel like hell in my emotional, the heart zone, then I begin to make bad decisions and my it reflects back to the mental function of good judgment. And, and when those are affected, it actually goes all the way to the soul, the integrity domain. And I'll make poor decisions, not just in judgment, but I will actually compromise my choices with people I've made obligations to, commitments to. And that's the slippery slope and the compromises. And it all traces back to something else, touching something else. Exactly. It's all, everything affects everything else. I mean, that's one thing, again, I'll talk about, every day in the office is that it, everything in the body is connected. It's all one big system. There are systems within systems. And yes, it's great that we have hand specialists and knee specialists and hip specialists, but there, everything is linked. And so you can't just look at one factor and think that that's going to be, you know, the fix for everything. If you can just get that right. And it's, it, it's across the board. Everything needs to be right. And it doesn't need to be overwhelming and trying to correct everything and, you know, go crazy with all of it. I mean, just do the right things and it, it make the right decisions as they come up. And it's, it, you know, when you have the option of that double bacon cheeseburger or something healthier, <laughs> let's just let's try to lean in the healthier direction. So it doesn't have to be absolute in all ways nobody's going to be that way it, it, it's unrealistic to think that every single thing you're going to do is perfect all the time and nowadays especially with when it comes to nutrition all the different pesticides and different chemicals that are in foods and different things you can't be perfect it's no matter how hard you try it's not going to be absolutely perfect and there's got to be things but uh, that are going to have negative effects on the body do everything that you can in order to be positive on the body to have that positive effect, be active, move, take care of yourself, get some rest. Some things are literally unavoidable. Microplastics mm -hmm. is a reality of the ecosystem. We cannot change it. The fish are eating it. It's being discovered in the Arctic. Yeah. They're finding trace elements of microplastics in everything, including human tissues on autopsies. So does it suck that it exists? Yes. Is it a reality? We always talk about always accept, never settle. That's one of those things. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's there. I accept it. It sucks. But I'm not going to stack the microplastics uh, with things that I can choose like that bacon double cheeseburger um, because I never settle. The things I can't change, I won't worry about. The things I can change, I will definitely apply myself to. It's the, it's the serenity prayer in, in a short mm -hmm. phrase. Always accept, never settle is grant me a serenity to accept the things I cannot change and courage to change the things I can. And wisdom to know the difference. Exactly. Uh, there's a, also a, short, a shorter version of the serenity prayer is fuck it. Anyway, oh, back, back to the interview. Speaking of athletes <laughs> and competitors, Eric Bond, our producer, thank you for being here, brother. You're going to make this a much better conversation with these, uh, these athletes and me. Hey guys, great to be here. Um, you know, looking forward to this conversation, John. Yeah, everything that you know looks like that we'll be talking about with 
sleep and wellness and diet is is right up my alley. And you know, especially on the sleep piece, um, you know, there's so many things that you can do from a you know sleep hygiene standpoint. Whether that's you know not having anything you know to eat three hours before you go to bed, no Bluetooth two hours or you know no blue light. I'm sorry, two hours before you go to bed. And you know, there's so many things you can do there that people just don't choose to do, and they're on there. They're on their computer screens or phones right up to the time that they fall asleep and they fall asleep with their phone on top of them. And um, that pushes back your, you know, your natural, your natural sleep cycles. Um, and, it, you know, you don't get those five 90 minute cycles every single night you're supposed to get. And, you know, I, I think that people getting into this, you know, this, our society is so like, you know, burn the midnight oil and I'm, I'm grinding all the time and I got to stay up till, you know, I'm grinding until midnight and I'm up at 4 a.m. And I just, I question how productive you are at that point of the day. It's like, why are you doing work when you're not productive when you should be getting rest? So this is all great, all great stuff. Happy to, happy to be here. Yeah, exactly. When you're talking about with, uh, you know, getting those sleep cycles, getting, you know, four or five at least if you can. Um, and one thing a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they'll, they'll have a normal bedtime. And if it starts to get a little bit later, then they'll be like, Oh man, well, I really need to just, I need to go to bed right now. I need to get to sleep. But if you, if you have your time that you normally are getting up, it'd be more ideal to go back four or five 90 minute cycles from there. And then that's when you want to go to bed. So if you're 45 minutes into one of those cycles and you're still up doing stuff, yeah, you can lay down and start working your way to bed, but you don't want to try to fall asleep halfway through what would be one of those cycles. Because if you wake up halfway through a cycle, that's when you're waking up and all you want to do is go back to bed and you're groggy. It's slow moving. You don't feel like almost feel kind of confused. Like, where am I waking up when you're in that area, when you're in the middle of one of those cycles? Because that's you'd, you're better off to stay up for another 20, 30 minutes before you're actually able to fall asleep. That way you can have a better full cycle again, not wake up halfway through one. So it's kind of counterintuitive thinking, yeah, time-wise you might be getting a little bit less, but you're getting a full cycle and you're not waking up halfway through one. So getting one or even two cycles less is better than waking up halfway through, partway through, when your alarm goes jangle, 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 because of the effect on your your mental ability and your, your fatigue, perceived fatigue. Yeah. And if you, if you get, and you don't want to make it a habit of getting two cycles less night after night after night, but if it happens once a week, you know, twice a week, that's, that's all right. Just make sure that the next night make a priority to be able to get all that you need and to not be strained on time and be, you know, like you said, a couple hours before you know that you need to be going to bed, make it a priority, cut out the blue light Make sure you aren't eating super early. Um, and Eric and I, you, you've got a whoop and I've got the aura ring. Um, I use it and it, I love it because it helps me track the quality of my sleep, how much deep sleep I get, how much REM sleep I'm getting, my heart rate variability, my heart rate. It tells me I, if without fail, I know if I ate too close to dinner because it takes my heart rate too long to stabilize overnight. I wake up and I'm not as rested as the nights that I do you know, my last meals at, you know, six 30, but sometimes I don't leave the office till seven or seven 30, maybe even eight o'clock. 
and I want a little snack when I get home. So, you know, it's not always the greatest thing, but this helps keep me on track. Um, and it's, I mean, it's an easy thing to do and just making sure that little things, little changes here and there go a long way. Yeah. I think you know, we talk about wearables, you know, and whether you have the, you know, the ring, the whoop band, Fitbit, Apple, the way I look at those is not necessarily taking the data as like gospel, yeah. but using it as a guide because you can wear all four of those devices that I mentioned at the same time, and it's going to spit out different numbers, mm-hmm. but it's, it's better to, to, to have, it's better to have something mm-hmm. to use to give you some data to operate off of, but don't look at it as, this is this is gospel. This is these are the exact numbers because they're not. Yeah, they're just they're you know they didn't design that thing for specifically you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It conforms a little bit to you, yeah. and it conforms a little bit to your to your habits, but it's not um, you know a hundred percent right on the money accurate. Exactly, and it's I want to say like it's I've I've tried multiple things. Like for a while, I had an Apple Watch. I had to get rid of it because I couldn't stand the notifications. That was part of the part of the reason why I had it and to track things. And then I couldn't sleep with it on. So then I found it's the first ring I've ever had in my life. So <laughs> it's this is the most convenient and easiest thing. Doesn't get in the way when I'm adjusting patients. And so this is what works for me. And like you said, don't take it as gospel. What it says, it's it gives me an idea of where I am with things. It helps give me an idea on what's going on. Um, there are mornings I've woken up and it said that my readiness score, which has to do with, you know, recovery and sleep or sleep score and heart rate variability. It had, I mean, there are mornings I woke up and I felt fantastic. And my, I mean, it was one of the lower scores that I've had in a long time. Um, so I don't, I don't check it first thing in the morning, but like I did when I first got it, kind of like you're saying, like taking it for everything it's worth. Like it. I used to do that when I first got it because I was really excited about it. But now I'll, I'll wait till a little bit later in the day just to look and see kind of what it, what some of my values were and just more so generalizations of them. If they were elevated or if they were lowered like that versus, oh, it was a 73 today or it was a 92 out of 100 or, oh, man, my sleep score was a 50. But wait, I felt like I slept really well, like or, you know. Sometimes it's been high and I've been like, I'm exhausted and I feel terrible this morning. So I have a, I always use movie analogies because they're silly and awesome. And in Pirates of the Caribbean, Jeffrey Rush plays the evil pirate, evil pirate, evil pirate ghost. And he's, he's uh, talking to the girl pirate and she says something, it looks like he's going to make a, he's, he's changing his policy on something. And she says, isn't that part of the pirate code, pirate law? And he says, they're more like pirate guidelines. And what you guys are just talking about there is that it's not the no wearable, no tool. I use, for example, and we're not doing a bunch of uh, product placement on this show, and there's no <laughs> there's no uh, kickbacks on any of these discussions. But I use an Arbo Leaf bath scale, uh, and I love the metrics I get off that. And I look at my body fat and BMI. I look at my weight, and I see I go to the gym, and they use their professional uh, scale, and I get very different numbers. It might be two percentage points off. I'm like, how can it be so? And that one's not working, but the reality, like you're both saying is any one of them is more of a, 
it's much more of the principle of the thing. Be mindful, use something, be thinking about it. And that makes you conscious of your choices and that makes you make better choices. Absolutely. And that's uh, like with those scales, like they, a lot of them use bioelectrical impedance in order to figure out what the fat percentage and water content and all that stuff is. They're all going to be a little different. And there's actually some of the deviations on them can be up to 12% differences. Like it's, there can be some pretty massive differences. That's amazing. That's why it's like, there, yeah, there are things like a DEXA scan for body fat percentage that are going to be, yeah, those are a lot more exact, but you, it's not like you can do a DEX scan every morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll encourage yeah. the listener to get something and use something. They're more like pirate guidelines. Exactly. Just get yourself on the track of being mentally aware of your wellness. You're tracking your seat score, your sleep, eat, and train score. You know, we actually have uh, in my own planner. I I use a bullet planning and bullet journaling, and I track my own. SEAT scores. I do a, a, a worksheet, a score, uh, scorecard for myself every day or most days. Funny thing is, I find that even that's metric. When I find I'm not doing it, that means I'm not going to do it. The people I'm trying to sell it to are not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps to guide. I'm just using authenticity as my guide on everything. Like we did a focus. Authenticity was yeah. bone deep there, cut to the bone. And the same thing in the things we develop with our concepts for, for impact. If it doesn't pass the sniff test for my own life, we don't talk about it. I don't teach it. So the scorecard is a great idea. These devices, wearables and home scales and whatever you can get into. Now, of course, there's a lot of snake oil out there, a lot of snake oil, because people want to sell mm-hmm. the next fad, uh, whatever that fad may be. Uh, I personally have tried every diet that exists. I've tried the meat only. Uh, I never thought I could get sick of of bacon, uh, but I, I became sick of bacon. And I... <laughs> I think I have PTSD from that too. Like, holy cow, how can I be, hate bacon? Uh, but I've tried the no, the no meat at all diet. I've tried cutting out this, adding this, whatever, and over the over the past 40 years just to try different things. And, of course, in the teams, they use us as guinea pigs. I mean, they, they test everything on us to see what will work and what guys can handle because they know we can handle a little bit more than the average person. But um, but what we're getting here is the fundamentally get back to the basic mindset of, of wellness and Apply whatever, you know, the, the little tips that John can throw out there. For example, you mentioned not eating too close to bedtime. What's a good window for you? You like four hours, two hours? Um, at least two hours is, is I'd say if you can go, if you can do three hours, it's going to be that much better just because it can settle more, but at least two hours. Because if you're eating within two hours, your heart rate's going to increase, which, and there's a lot of processes of the body and metabolism starts to increase a lot of things increase, which then free radical production increases with metabolism. There's so many things when you really get down to all the things that are starting to happen and you, you we, a lot of, when we talk about like when you're, when you're sleeping, we talk about, okay, you get to rest and digest and all that. Well, you don't really want all of that having to be going on when you're sleeping. Your body needs to be able to recover and repair. When you're sleeping is when your nervous system actually technically really ramps up because it, it ramps up with all the repairing, the processes. Like if you're going to, if you demolish your body with a workout during the day, it's not the workout that makes you better. It's not the workout that builds bigger or stronger muscles. You're tearing apart your muscles. You're breaking them down when you are sleeping and you're recovering. That's when your body is building the muscles. It's when it's repairing everything and it knows it has to repair back stronger than it was before in order to handle those stresses that you just put on it in order. And it needs to be able to do that and not break. 
and not break down. So that's why we get stronger as we push our bodies more and more, especially when it comes to higher weights and things like that. And so then the next time you do that, you can go a little bit further and it takes a little bit further to break it down. So then it keeps repairing and getting stronger. But if you're not allowing your body to rest and actually rest when you're sleeping because you're eating too close to to the time you want to go to bed. And so your body's having to stay amped up and your heart rate can't drop down to where then your nervous system can start to take over and repair the body like it's supposed to and fight off because your immune system is going to amp up too with that as well. So you're going to start to fight off all those dead dying cells, other cells that have started to stiffen from free radicals. And um, there's all kinds of different processes with the body that are just going to start to basically just repair. Everything needs to be repaired and recover while you sleep. And that's why it's so important not to eat so close to going to bed. You're forcing your body to choose between one vital task and another vital task. Exactly. And when you do it over and over and over again, it, you know, yes, we can live for a long time, but we've all seen 50 year olds who are extremely healthy and active and look great. And we've seen some not so well, you've mm-hmm. seen 80 year olds who are active and out there and doing all kinds of things and running around with their grandkids and you've seen 80 year olds who are in walkers or can barely move. And it's, it's about the quality of your life later on. It's, it's not about the light, like the amount of years you have in life, right? It's the life in your years. So it's, which one do you want to be? That's what's so hard for many young people, myself included, when I was a young person to understand mm-hmm. this concept of yeah. longevity, the con I mean, prevention is a magazine. You know, it's on every store shelf. Every store you go to has a prevention magazine, but I always saw that as that's for old people, Yep. right? But prevention is not for old people. Prevention is for young people because by the time you're old, you're experiencing the consequences (laughs) of choosing not to prevent those things. Yep. Well, and that's the thing too, is it's never too late to change your nutrition, especially. Um, That's one of the things that no matter where you are, in life, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter how old you are, how young you are, it's never too late to change your nutrition and get benefits from it. And from those changes that you're like, that you can get from eating healthier, having more antioxidants in your, in your diet. Um, And it's not, you don't have to go crazy on supplementation and things, but then there's also other vitamins and minerals that it was it three fourths of, uh, three-fourths of the people in the United States are either are deficient in magnesium. And I think it's like two-thirds of those are severely deficient. B is another big one. Too. Absolutely. It's it, vitamin, vitamin B, vitamin D. So in vitamin D, we're all inside all the time, right? Like we're not meant to be inside all the time. That's not how, you know, it was back in the day or back for our ancestors. So we create vitamin D by being out in the sun. Most of us are inside 90 plus percent of the day. Some people never go outside except to walk to their car and then to walk into a store and then back out again. So taking a vitamin D supplement and taking it in the morning, not at night, taking it in the morning and then maybe midday, because again, we produce it by getting energy from the sun. So if you take it at night, it actually has been shown to interrupt melatonin production within our own bodies. So you don't want to take vitamin D at night. It's it, it, There's a lot of common sense things 
that we've really gotten away from because of convenience of technology and all kinds of other things and medications. And well, if you just do these simple little things, it's not, it doesn't have to be so difficult. And it's awareness we're trying to raise here so that people can even be aware of the fact. I mean, is it two hours or three hours or four hours from not eating? Is it vitamin D in the morning or the evening? Things that nobody would know otherwise until we talk about it. I'm already scheming uh, future exploitation of your knowledge uh, in this. As we're doing this first episode, I'm thinking about all the the Dr. Owens episodes to come because I'm going to I want to get all that stuff out of your brain and put it out into the ecosystem so folks can be aware of it and apply it. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we can dive really deep into um, when like, when we pick just more one topic in particular, I'd love to because it's when it comes to nutrition, there's multiple different aspects that we could spend, you know, in that, at least an hour on each one. I mean, there's fitness, stuff, there's different things, different ways to train all the different diets. Like I, it, I've seen all the different diets have benefits for certain people and not for others. And that's the thing. There's no one diet for everybody. Right. I have patients that are on the carnivore diet who some are, I mean, they've, they've kicked all kinds of autoimmune things and all kinds of other um, chronic conditions that they had dealt with. And then others that they couldn't handle it. It actually flared up some other things that they had been dealing with. I have patients who have gone vegan who have done well and others who started to develop other issues. Um, I, I mean, across the board, there's no one diet is perfect for everybody. And what no one diet is going to necessarily work for one person forever. And your diet isn't just people use diets as, oh, well, I'm going to go on a diet because I want to lose weight or because I want to do this. Your diet is what you do, what you intake every day. And it's it, and it's not just your food. It's all the things that are going to affect your metabolism, which is going to be exercise is going to be if you're being sedentary or if you're even up moving around, walking around the positions that you sit in all day long. If you sit the same way over and over, it may not seem like a big deal, but think structurally what it does to your body when you lengthen one side of the body and you are contracting the other side of the body for six hours a day in the same position five days a week for 15 years. Think that's going to cause an issue on one side of the body versus another. I've seen that (laughs) myself, you know, as I am now in my mid fifties and I only seriously got looking at my physical wellness post Navy SEAL career about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, I am a huge believer in chiropractic now. My dad was, he swore by it. He's like, Oh, you got to do it, Rob. Cause he, he had a bad back and he only got relief from going to that doctor. Uh, but I didn't seriously look into it until I started talking to the VA about my broken bits, things that I lied about for 20, 30 years, things like my snapped ankle, my first parachute landing mm. at Fort Benning in Airborne School in 1996 was a, a severe sprain. And I lied about it. And I lied about my strained neck and my strained, even the rotated ribs from one particularly bad impact. R- mm. Ribs were rotating like pencils inside my, my rib cage. That that puts a little pain on a person when he's trying to breathe air. But uh, but I lied about all these things, as many other military folks are experienced with doing, because we want to stay operational. Mm. We're going to get grounded if we say, yeah, this thing doesn't work right now. So I lied about a sprained ankle and I ran on it for the next 10 days while I did multiple jumps. And and I just saw a doc about that a, a year and a half ago. And he's like, 
wow, man, this should have been PT'd uh, 25 years ago. And I said, yeah, I guess so. But here we are. Here, Here's reality, right? <laughs> Always accept, never settle. Today is true that yep. I need this attention. Uh, I can't change the fact that I couldn't do anything about that I didn't do anything about it in the past. So now we got to deal with it. But, but each thing affects another thing. Mm-hmm. Each thing in the chain of the bones and the structure, like you're talking about lengthening one side and not the other. And I learned to my amazement that uh, chiropractic is a lot about energy flow and opening up the channels of the body. Mm-hmm. It's not just about making the, the joints feel better. It's about the entire organism, every millimeter of the body. Exactly. And that's, it's really the biggest thing is about its influence on the nervous system. Because it's it when it comes to the spine, if there's if there are misalignments or if there is any interruption in the signal going from your brain out to the body, then it's not going to function properly. Muscles are pieces of meat. Muscle muscle is steak without a nerve telling it what to do. So if you get and if you get pressure on the nerve and it starts causing a muscle spasm, that muscle doesn't know to relax. So until you get pressure off the nerve, you're not going to break that spasm. And it's and pressure on the nerve is going to be sharp shooting pains, numbness, tingling, muscle spasms, muscle weakness. If you ever reached out to grab something and all of a sudden your arm kind of stops and then you go again and you're like, what, what was that? Pressure on the nerve, that message, it just stopped. And it's, it's one of those things that if you can restore the function, like I, well, I'll tell everybody and my partners, they'll always say, we say it all the time. We don't heal anybody. We don't. All we do is we remove interference in the nervous system, remove interference in the body, and allow the body to do what it knows how to do. Right? It, our bodies are way smarter. They're the best laboratory there is. They're way smarter than we are ever going to be. They know what to do. They have the innate ability to heal themselves way better than we do. All it is is get out. We just got to unlock the spine, unlock the joints, make sure everything's moving properly. Let that energy flow. Let the information flow from the brain to the body. The body knows what to do. And it can begin mending the bits that have been prevented from being mended by that, exactly. that impingement uh, of the flow, of the, yep. of the, the wisdom of your talk, as you're talking about the energy flow, the, 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 the nerve system. Exactly. It knows what to do to make things stop hurting, but we keep doing the same thing that causes the hurt. Well, and that's the thing. And that compounds elsewhere. Exactly. It compounds elsewhere. And that's why it, when we have people come in and it's like, oh, okay, well, if I need to see you multiple times, well, you know, you do the same thing for 20 years. Yeah. It's I'm not going to be able to do something once and it's going to fix it forever. So that's why like in our office, we do care plans to get corrections. So that way we can get you to a point where we don't need to see you nearly as often, maybe see you once in a while down the road, but we want to get you corrected and get the spine to the best position and the best alignment and the best angles of the curves that it can have that we know are clinical normals where we should be. So we work to get to there. And then on top of that, with we make sure that, okay, now the signal is going out to the body. The brain is taking care of the body. It can heal and do and repair everything that it needs to do. That's where, like you said, that's where nutrition comes into play. Sleep comes into play. You got to make sure that you tackle it from all angles, fitness, all these things. We got to repair. You got to make sure that you have structurally that and posturally that we're strong. Our, our postural muscles, our extensors should be three times as strong as our flexor muscles. Well, technology makes it to where it's pretty much one-to-one instead because everything technology is here right in front of us, Right. 
And all extensor muscles are what cause us to be here. Mm-hmm. Basically, so the erect posture. Up, tall back. Exactly. And we're so collapsing in on ourselves toward the center. Mm-hmm. And think of when you're a teenager or when you're in your 20s and you're a guy and you're working out. What muscles are you going to work out the hardest? Bench, the baby. That That's right. <laughs> Bring it forward. Chest, chest and biceps, all the things that you can see in the mirror. And those are all flexors, which then, so we got to work to stretch those and we got to strengthen all your extensors. Then nutrition wise, we got to make sure that we bring in the right foods, get the right building blocks because energy, every system, every function in our body requires energy. We get energy from the food that we eat. So if you're putting in good quality food and the way that it breaks down, it does matter because when you have things that are loaded with chemicals, um, pesticides, all kinds of different things, things you can't pronounce, they get broken down into more free radicals. The more free radicals you have, the more you're going to start to destroy the body. And so we need to be able to combat that, have good nutrients, healthy foods, nutrient-rich foods with antioxidants, with vitamins, with minerals, all these things. So that way you can have the proper building blocks for the energy. Then you can body can function well. And then you get to sleep. So that way you can also repair and recover from the day. You blew my mind with one topic we talked about in person during our focus experience. I mean, a lot of it blows my mind. I mean, these important concepts. And again, like you said, that we have to zoom in on one at a time. But the one that really blew my mind was talking about healthy water and not healthy water. Because to me, water is water. I drank from a garden hose as a kid and from every stream in the world Mm -hmm. as a seal, you know, but there is healthy water and not healthy water. Can you unpack that a little? So when it comes down to that, it's spring water is pretty much the best source of water that you can get. It's natural. It's going to have vitamin or it's going to have minerals in it. And it's, I mean, it, it hasn't been messed with by people. Well, and there's, depending on runoff and there's all kinds of different things, different areas can have different stuff in it. But when you go, when you look into tap water, there's a, a fluoride is added to tap water. There's also aluminum in a lot of tap water as well. And fluoride little bits here and there, usually it's one to three parts per million um, in tap water that's not really going to be the worst thing, but when there's 1500 times that amount in your fluoride toothpaste plus, and my dad's a dentist, like my brother's a dentist. My mom's a hygienist. Fluoride's a great thing for our teeth, but when you're ingesting it and you're ingesting it all the time, it, there could be too much of a good thing and it can start to cause other issues in the body. Um, Aluminum, especially, that's why there's so many deodorants now that don't have aluminum in them because aluminum can be, it's linked to a lot of chronic diseases and a lot of degenerative diseases. Um, it's a lot of inflammatory factors come from that. Uh, it can really mess with a lot of different functions in the body. There's some blood brain barrier stuff that starts to come into play when it comes to fluoride and aluminum. Um, there's also what you, and it's, it's not, don't ever drink tap water. It's not, okay. You can't ever use, you know, a deodorant that has aluminum in it because that's the antiperspirant. Ideally, you're not going to use a deodorant that has it in it, right? You get yellow stains in your shirt or in your armpits. 
it's the aluminum that causes the yellow stain. It's not your sweat. So there's one, there's one thing. If you don't want any yellow pit stains, stop using a deodorant that has aluminum in it. <laughs> but then, I mean, just overall quality of water, it, you can have, I mean, you can drink tap water and it's honestly, if you're drinking water more than other things, even if it is just tap water and you're drinking that all the time, that's a lot better than drinking diet Coke or Pepsi or Dr. Pepper or any other thing all the time. I mean, that's, you're going to be, it's a night and day how much healthier you'll be if you are just drinking tap water. But if you can drink spring water versus that, there's also like, you'll see distilled water in stores, things like, like you don't want to have that. That's stripped of every, every possible nutrient. Like that's what, if you're going to do a fitness competition, the week leading up to it, you're going to drink distilled water because you're going to try to strip your body of pretty much everything that's going to allow you to hold on to water. And it's not a healthy thing. <laughs> it is miserable. Um, but there's, I mean, when it comes to the quality of water, you want, you want things that are going to have natural minerals in them. Yes, there's a bottled waters. A lot of them you'll see that they'll say has certain minerals added and different things added back into it. And that's great. It's better than nothing, but spring water is going to have it naturally and it's going to have it in there. And the natural form of everything is significantly better than anything that's ever added back in. At the end of the day, our bodies are made up of 60% water. Mm -hmm. So hydration is massively, massively important. Everybody should drink tons of water, but you know, rule obviously the you know the old thing that you hear is you know half your body weight, but I, I I think it should be more than that. You know, so like me, I'm, I drink 100 ounces of water every single day. Uh, gave away that I weigh 200 pounds, so I'm six foot tall. But um, you know, so <clears throat> you know, you, you look at that. Whereas you know, I, I think you know a lot of days I'm up in 120, 125 mm -hmm. range in terms of ounces for water is it it just does so many things for you i mean you look at you know if you take like one of the things that i do religiously every day is 36 ounces of water right when i wake up and what yeah. how, how how that that does for me is it, it, it helps push out all kinds of toxins you know through you know either your you know your poop or your urine it gets a lot of things out of your body that don't need to be in there you know water goes a long way to help filling you up it helps with brain function it helps with energy it helps with all of these things and it's just amazing to me how many people don't know that because they've never been taught it and it's, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they just don't have an idea of all of that stuff because nobody's ever sat down and told them about it I know I know nobody ever did to me. I had to spend time to learn all the stuff myself. And I just think, you know, how much better shape people would be in if they didn't have that knowledge and people were there to tell them about it. And it's just, it's, you have to drink tons of water every, every single day. And even my, even my four-year-old right now, I'm making him drink water every day, even though he wants to have, you know, fruit punch or, you know, uh, all the other sugary drinks that kids drink or chocolate milk or milk, whatever. I'm making him drink water every single day because um, it's, it's, you need to. Exactly. And that's, I, I shoot for, I shoot for a gallon um, every day. I don't always hit it, but I'm usually very close if I miss it. And there are days where I'll go over. And one of the biggest, the biggest pushbacks I get from people is, well, I don't want to have to pee all the time. 
Yeah. So you're, you're, you end up not having to, because we don't, people don't realize how much water we expel when we breathe. And when you, the reason why you wake up with a dry mouth sometimes, or you're super thirsty and why you lose weight when you're sleeping is because you are breathing out so much water. We lose a ton of water while we're sleeping because of all the water that we expel from our breathing. And so, and you don't have to sweat all night long till in order to lose the water, just the breathing does it. That's why first thing in the morning, I just like you, I always have a bottle like this next to my bed. First thing I do in the morning, I just roll over and basically chug that. And then throughout the day, I just make sure I have water always around, always available. So if I drink two shots of whiskey every morning instead, is I mean, because it's concentrated water, right? All right, that's a joke. No whiskey. My sponsor is going to kick my ass from here to, to from here to Tulsa if I make any jokes <laughs> like that. But um, and, and speaking of Tulsa, uh, we always wrap a show by talking about how people can reach you. But more immediately, I want to talk about how anybody who is fortunate enough to be in Tulsa is going to find your shop. If they say, holy crap, I want this. I need this. What, what, what are you guys called? How do they get to you? Um, so our office is 918 Chiropractic. And we are we have two offices right now. Um, one that's closer to downtown at 6th and Utica. And then I'm in actually in Jinx, which is in South Tulsa uh, on Main Street there. And 918chiropractic.com is our website. We're on Instagram at 918chiropractic. Yeah, we're actually, and towards the end of the year, we're going to be opening a third office in Owasso, which is North Tulsa, uh, or just north of Tulsa. So we're looking to open another office, and we're actually right now working on uh, opening up a gym and doing some other things to expand our fitness uh, concepts and some more functional fitness, getting back to more primal movements, foundational movements. Uh, So we're looking at adding in all kinds of stuff, uh, some IV therapies, injections. I'll have that going in the next month or so in the office, Um, plus neurofeedback, because like you said, I mean, all of the mental things, I mean, there's mental health. There's it's all encompassing. We've got to take care of the entire body, make sure, you know, and it's it's just it's so crucial to make sure that every aspect is being taken care of. We can, you can take care of one thing all day long, but if you're neglecting all the other stuff or if you only take care of one or two things, yeah, you might be a little better, but a little bit across the board is going to be better than going die hard on one thing. You can see that most obviously when it comes to bodybuilders or those who like to bump up, like you said, the biceps and the chest are big, but the guy, those guys will neglect the legs and it looks like two different people. If you see them, <laughs> yeah. you know, like one of those top top and bottom doors, like in the old farmhouses, you look at them from the top yeah, and it's shred. like, holy guy, that's amazing. Look, and the, But if the bottom one's open, you're like, who's that scrawny little <laughs> guy? Yeah. So, John, this this actually today opened more questions than answers. I mean, this is a huge, huge subject area, the physical wellness, especially as it connects to the, the mental and emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge. And then again, back to the we go all the way to ethical and, and the, soul, the soul domain for impact actual talking about, you know, it, it goes beyond your your intellectual capacity or your uh, <laughs> I just saw <laughs> I just saw body, mind, heart, soul. Too bad the audience can't see this. But, uh, yeah, we have our challenge coin. Body, mind, heart, soul and done are on the back of our challenge coin with the lion on the front. It. It's all my it sits on my desk. It's I see a it whole every person. morning. First thing when I walk into the office. Right on. 
So um, we're going to talk about this a lot in the future, God willing. Now stay alive, and I'll stay alive, and then we do it. That's how it works. Uh, but what do you want to leave the listener with today? As we've gone this round the world, talked about wa- water quality. We've talked about the uh, the connectivity between the body, mind, heart, and soul. How these things all affect everything affects everything, and uh, it can be overwhelming. I mean, I, I would I would like to encourage people that we talked about devices, wearables. Mm-hmm. Just focus on one little thing, and then when you get your hands around it, do another little thing. What do you want to talk about on this incredibly comprehensive topic? First and foremost, this universally is that it's never too late to start or to to make a change. It it doesn't matter where you are along the way. It is never too late. And if it start, start with nutrition, if it's something as simple as, you know, whether it's out, you know, less alcohol, or no alcohol, or, um, I mean, it, simple things, not, I mean, sometimes that's not so simple, but, uh, I mean, just eating healthier, making the next time that you're at a restaurant or the next time you're thinking about dinner or lunch and going out, you know, at, at, to lunch with people from work or whatever, look at the options, pick something that's going to be on the healthier side. It doesn't have to be absolute. It doesn't have to be everything. Every single meal doesn't have to be perfect. Start off, just be easy on yourself. And if you get off track, don't beat yourself up. It's just little changes over time. They make a big difference. And it's never too late to change. And just if you can start by cleaning up what you're eating, that's the building blocks. That's where we start. That's what our bodies run on whether you're putting, you know, 87 or 93 gas in your car. And it's not, the thing is, it's not 87 what most of us are even putting in. It's more like two that a lot of people are putting in. But go for the premium. It's what our bodies run off of. What we eat is what the building blocks of life are and how we function. So if you're going to start anywhere, start by making better choices. It doesn't have to be every single meal but by better choices and portion control. It's the little things mean a lot. Mm -hmm. Eric, what's your takeaway? Oh man. I just, you know, there's so much good information that, you know, that John had here and it's all, you know, for me, I mean, a lot of it is stuff that I know, but I've, I've spent the time to go through and teach myself this. And I think part of that is, you know, people have to educate themselves better on a lot of this stuff. So, you know, Johnny, talk about making that incremental change. You know, you can't turn around an ocean liner quickly, right? So people try to hitch on to these fad diets, and the majority of them are not sustainable. So, you know, to your point, Johnny, you're talking about making incremental change. Start small and move forward. The problem is, is most people don't like to be seen starting small. You know, they want to get into the program and then they want to see 20 pounds lost in four weeks. Like, you know, you saw some Hollywood celebrity lose after pregnancy and they're on a magazine cover. It doesn't work like that. Right. So so the big thing is education. You know, educate yourself on, you know, simple things like, you know, you talk about functional fitness. I mean, 
you know, there's so many different body weight exercises that you can do that you can look up on Google in three seconds. Mm -hmm. You don't need to go to a trainer. You know, pay attention to the directions, get clearance from your doctor or whoever it is to do those things if you need that. But just educate yourself. Educate yourself on your diet. Educate yourself on water. Educate yourself on fitness. Do all of those things and build up your knowledge base. because That's what's helped me. Nobody, you know, sat me down to tell me this. So I learned it on my own. And I'm not a rocket scientist. My grandfather was, but I'm, you know, work, work for NASA, you know, design rocket engines. I don't have that brain, but just take the time to invest in yourself, right? Invest in being a better version of yourself. I mean, that's really my takeaway, just the education, you know, learn, teach yourself, mm -hmm. and then go out and that things. And then to take things up to the next level, go find yourself a gem. <laughs> so... That's what that's that's my takeaway. Wise words. Just the summation of all that is just do something. Anything is better than nothing, and the little things do matter and they do add up. And when you do a little something, you can do a little something more after you got your hands around that. We are definitely, definitely going to be talking about more of this in the future. This is the whole person stuff, whole person development. And Guys, thank you so much for uh, bringing so much wisdom and, and insight to the audience today. It's going to be life-changing if people will simply take it on board and apply it. That's my challenge to you, dear listener. Take it on board and apply it. Nobody wants you to be a fitness champion tomorrow afternoon. But you can start thinking about what you're drinking in your water. You can start thinking about cutting back on the sodas. You can start by thinking about, I could use a little more sleep and or a wearable or whatever we've talked about today. None of this was product placement. Laird's Coffee. <laughs> I love Laird's Coffee. I'm a, I'm a nut for that. But um, just do something. Start with something. Start small and get moving because that is how you literally go beyond your limits. And stick around because we got more stuff coming up next week and we will definitely have more Dr. John Owens in the future, God willing. See you soon. Thanks for joining us on Beyond Your Limits with Rob Dubois, the podcast that helps you destroy self-limiting beliefs, unchain your potential, and create the meaningful life you were made for. For more information about Impact Actual and the Impact Unchained course, visit impactactual.com. And be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes or wherever you like to listen so you'll never miss a show. We'll see you next time on Beyond Your Limits with Rob Dubois.